Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 893, Minimalism for a Balanced Life, and How to Know if You're a Minimalist, both by Michelle Schroeder-Gardner of makingsenseofsense.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day just like an audiobook, but free of charge. For now, let's hear today's two posts and start optimizing your life. Minimalism for a Balanced Life by Michelle Schroeder-Gardner of makingsenseofsense.com. What is the point of minimalism and becoming a minimalist? Is it to be able to live with 100 items or less? To be nomadic and able to live anywhere in any city without having to deal with the hassle of movers? Are you only a minimalist if you can fit everything you need into your car? Or if your house has more than 50% bare wall space? Minimalism doesn't have rules, but it does have a purpose. The purpose of minimalism is to live with less. By living with less, we free ourselves from the shackles of consumerism and free up our time, money, and emotional capital for focusing on the things that really matter. Minimalism is not decluttering. Yes, decluttering is a part of being a minimalist, but the idea of decluttering is to get rid of things that build up in your home. Minimalism is not having things build up in the first place. It's completely removing the habits and mechanisms that lead to clutter so you can spend less time managing your stuff, cleaning it, moving it around, and have more time simply being and enjoying life. Let's move towards the balanced life. Minimalism leads to a balanced life. Personally, I firmly believe that having less stuff leads to a more balanced life. The more stuff you have, the more money you must spend maintaining it all. The more stuff you have, the more space you need to store it all. More money means more time spent working and less time spent enjoying life, dedicating time to hobbies, etc. Having more stuff also means having less time. More stuff means spending time cleaning it, arranging it, moving it around, and working to afford it. Having less stuff allows for more time to be spent on experiences, whether it's time with family, time at a pub, or time working on a hobby. Finding a good balance in life can be tough with so many things to pull you in every direction. Between work, maintaining good relationships, money management, and taking care of myself, I barely have any time left over. I'm more than happy to remove acquiring and maintaining physical items from that list. Minimalism contributes to mental well-being. Finally, minimalism contributes to a well-balanced life because it helps mental well-being. Being a minimalist doesn't just mean you have less stuff, it means you want less stuff. It doesn't have to mean that you don't ever want to acquire newer or better items to make your life easier. It just means that for the most part, buying stuff isn't very high up on your priority list. For me, being a minimalist 
has helped my mental well-being a great deal. I used to place a lot of value on brands and would spend a lot of time plotting how best to acquire clothing and other things. Now, I don't spend nearly as much time obsessing over material items and instead spend my time more productively doing the things that I actually enjoy. It's a huge weight off my shoulders to not always be thinking about all of the stuff I'd like to buy if only I had the money. That's not to say I never want to buy anything. I do. I'd like a new computer, a new DSLR camera, and a new wardrobe. But these things don't consume me. And I'm perfectly happy to use what I have until it's no longer serviceable. I don't spend much time browsing the internet or allowing my lust for these things to cloud my thoughts. Minimalism isn't measured by how many things you own, how many paintings are on your wall, or how much you spend per year on material items. It's a mind frame of less is more. It helps lead to a balanced life where things like family, experiences, and health are valued above status, new cars, and large homes. How to Know If You're a Minimalist by Michelle Schroeder-Gardner of makingsenseofsense.com. I wasn't always a minimalist or interested in becoming a minimalist. I used to love collecting things. My apartment in university was full of odd and mismatched pieces of furniture that I never used but couldn't part with, and my closet bulged uncontrollably, belching clothing onto the floor if I dared leave the door open. My journey into minimalism started organically. I didn't decide one day that I was going to become a minimalist. In fact, I didn't even realize I was becoming one until I was already well on my way. Here are some of the signs I recognized in myself that meant I was becoming a minimalist, whether I meant to or not. Having too much stuff. This was the first sign. Everywhere I looked, my apartment was overrun with my stuff. That tends to happen to university students, especially ones like me who weren't particularly well off financially. Since I didn't have any money to buy furniture, family members would give me their cast off furniture. That worked well at first, but eventually it became too much and I started to feel smothered in my apartment. I didn't want to have all of this stuff around me. It felt cluttered and claustrophobic and entirely too busy. Everyone hates clutter, I always had too, but this was different. My skin would crawl at the sight of so much stuff encroaching on my personal space. So I began to purge, removing anything and everything that didn't serve a real, genuine purpose. Once my apartment started to empty out, I felt better. Having too much of everything. Even the things I needed, I started to hate having a large amount of. In university, every time a roommate moved out, my fiance and I seemed to inherit their kitchenware. By the time we moved out of the city, we had enough glasses, plates, dishes, and frying pans for six people. While this hadn't bothered me before, it started to irk me. Now, I'm down to four of each type of cutlery and two frying pans. While this cookware was necessary, having so much of it was entirely unnecessary. I've extended this concept to my wardrobe, my linen closet, and my bookcase. Enjoying having nothing. Once I'd gotten my possessions under control, I started to really enjoy the sight of bare walls, bare counter space, and bare floors. These days, I'm on a quest to always remove, remove, remove. Remove that clutter on the counter and enjoy the clean, empty space. Remove the kitchen table that we never used and enjoy the look of the extra space left behind. Remove the three wall hangings and enjoy the look of one in its place instead. The less stuff that's in my home, the happier I am. The less stuff I need to live my life, the happier I am. I will sometimes come across people who insist that they can't live without this hair product or that type of pillow. 
that somehow they would be unable to function without these things in their life. I'm glad that I'm needing less and less stuff in my life every day to function normally and happily. I'm still a fledgling minimalist. I'm not a full-on minimalist yet. I have a TV, I don't strive to live with less than 100 items, and I have a cache of scented candles hidden in my laundry room. I probably will never be a full-fledged minimalist like some people, but then I never set out to be a minimalist. So wherever I fall on the minimalist spectrum is fine with me. You just listened to the post titled Minimalism for a Balanced Life and How to Know if You're a Minimalist, both by Michelle Schroeder-Gardner of makingsenseofsense.com. And that should do it for the Tuesday episode. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in the Wednesday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.